opportunity it is for us to be in the house of the Lord one more time. We hope and pray for those that are on our Zoom congregation. As you're joining us, we take delight in your presence. Just want to give a couple of housekeeping items real quick. COVID is still real, y'all. Amen. COVID is still real. And I have several of my colleagues in ministry who have come down with it. And uh, it is still real. So please, ma'am, please, sir, keep your mask over your nose. Uh, and we're practicing our protocols. And also, uh, at the same time, we, we want you to understand we're going to be live on camera. And so you want to be mindful of your facial expressions as well as body expressions. We're getting ready to start service in five, four, three, two, one. Come on, let's give the Lord the praise that he so richly and rightfully deserved. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. Let me do a couple of things before we get started as far as our worship experience is concerned. If you are watching us on Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room on our church website, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So real quick, we want you to do the following so that this experience can be enhanced. Watching us on Facebook, share on your personal timeline, tag people you want to invite to this post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel and text the link of this worship service on your personal network. And if you're in the chat room on our church website, click on the invite button in your chat window. Share this experience with others. We're certainly delighted for all of those that are joining us on our various platforms. We thank God for where you are. Do me another favor, if you would not mind, uh, if you would also just let us know where you are watching us from if you're watching us on one of our uh, video platforms. So just let us know where you are, what city and state, so that we can celebrate and thank God for you as far as that is concerned. Um, I'm going to ask at this time that Dr. Monica Redman, she's going to come lead us in our worship experience. Let's give God praise as she comes to lead us. Oh, I'm sorry, Joshua. All right, all right. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his name. And forget not his benefits. I don't know about you, but when I take inventory of my week, when I take inventory of my day, when I take inventory of my life, and I think about what God has done for me, when I think about the fact that he woke me up this morning, when I think about the fact that he started me on my way, when I think about the fact that if you're watching home, I have internet, I have a way I can watch this service. If you're here in the building, I was able to get here on my two legs in transportation and praise his name. I can say, thank you, Lord. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Oh, man. It's a privilege to be to bless the Lord. And we're so thankful for the blood of Jesus that he shed on Calvary. So let us sing with our choir about nothing but the blood. Will we all stand?
the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. are led by the spirit of for you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out Abba Father the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him we may also be glorified together May the Lord bless to the readers, hearers, and doers of his word. Let's bow for a quick word of prayer. Oh God, we thank you for this day, and we're thankful for the opportunity to come into your presence one more time. God, we're thankful that you have gathered all of us here, whether on the airways or whether in person, to worship you in spirit and in truth again, Lord God. God, we pray that your spirit have its way in this place, Lord God. God, we pray for the preach word, and we pray for every person under the sound of my voice, Lord God, that we can all get something out of the service that can encourage us, that can continue us to go forward, and that can build us up, God. We will give you all the praise and all the glory. And it's in your son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.
Oh, we could do a whole lot better than that. Let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves. Let me try that one more time. Let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserves. Good morning. This is Pentecost Sunday. Uh, and this is when the Holy Spirit gave life and health and strength as far as the believers of Jesus Christ in that upper room uh, nearly 2,000 years ago. And so we gather in this wonderful and this sacred space to celebrate and commemorate what the Holy Spirit has done as far as empowering us to live for Christ and to introduce others to Christ. I am excited that we are able to celebrate this one more time. Amen. Amen. There are several things I want to share with you before uh, we uh, get ready to go to the Lord in prayer. Um, just want to let you all know a couple of things. First of all, we are having a health fair that will be taking place on next Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 o'clock p.m. in the Ray of Hope in our gymnasium. Come and get tested for COVID, get vaccinated for COVID diabetes education, uh, get resources as far as your own health is concerned, blood pressure check, giveaways, as well as children activity. And again, that is going to be next Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. in our gym. And of course, we are certainly delighted and elated to be able to host this wonderful event. And um, I want to ask if... Um, Ms. Lorreen Weller from Kepro, the health fair representative worshiping with us. Would you please stand? Ms. Kepro from Kepro. Oh, I thought she was here. All right, I'm following your instructions. Yes, ma'am. All right, all right, all right. But do me a favor, if we could, let's celebrate Kepro because they're helping us to pull this together and let's give God praise for them. Also want to remind you that um, next Sunday is going to be Children's Sunday, our annual Children's Day. Um, uh, Minister Joshua Jordan is helping to pull together uh, our children that will be leading us in worship on next Sunday. And we're looking forward to them um, providing that service in this main worship experience. On June the 25th at 10 o'clock a.m., there's a COVID listening session for one hour that will be taking place at 10 o'clock a.m. Five people will be asked to be part of a focus group, and uh, we would love for you to check that out. Also, just want to remind you that Graduation Sunday is the fourth Sunday of this month. Our guest preacher will be the Reverend Dr. Kevin Muriel. He is the pastor of the Cascade United Methodist Church in Atlanta, Georgia. Registration is open for all of our graduates, high school, trade school, community college, undergraduate degrees, master, doctoral, and even law degree graduates. You are more than welcome to come, and we are looking for, particularly for those that have hoods, that we will hood you in that worship experience if you wear your robe as well as your hood. So register online on the church website today, and the deadline is June the 12th. Um, let me also just continue to um, remind you all that we are still in the middle of a pandemic. Amen. 
uh, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, and uh, unfortunately, some of y'all cousins still don't think COVID is real, but it is. And I've had several colleagues that I have spoken with who have come down with COVID even though they're vaccinated. And the wonderful reality is that uh, they are vaccinated because had they not been vaccinated, they might not be alive. So I want to encourage you, please, ma'am, please, sir, uh, really give consideration to become vaccinated and boosted. Continue to practice safety measures as far as precautions are concerned, washing your hands, maintaining social distance, and wearing your mask. Wearing your mask. And we will continue to practice that protocol here at St. Paul Church uh, for the meantime. Um, um, I know that folks say, well, they can go to basketball stadiums and uh, football games and baseball games and they don't wear masks. Yeah, that's true. And in most of those settings, they are outside. Uh, and even, unfortunately, uh, in some of those settings, that might be where they're getting COVID. So um, uh, I want to keep you safe and I want to keep you secure here at the St. Paul Church. Speaking of security, let me, if I could, uh, address something with my church family because we know that uh, we are living in some interesting times, um, uh, some very interesting times uh, due to mass shootings that unfortunately happen to be pervasive in uh, this country and it has hit our community. Of course, we're keenly aware of what happened in Buffalo as well as in Uvalde, Texas. And so not only do we have to pray, but we got to watch. Yeah, we got to watch. And um, there are several things that I want you all to know, St. Paul, that we have been doing just to give you ease of mind. We've been meeting weekly to ensure the safety of our disciples and guests from a health protocol perspective. And of course, doing the increased measures to ensure that we have a safe space for worship. Um, and we are increasing, of course, law enforcement presence and protocols inside and outside the church. Our frontline workers have been given stricter protocols to follow as individuals approach and enter the sanctuary and are seated and exited. And our entrances and exits are limited for safety purposes. The reason that we have you to come in one way is so that we can manage um, crowd control. Okay, now, this is what we need for you to do. Um, follow the instructions of those that are operating in leadership capacity. The ushers, deacons, medical team, first impression, they're my authority into this congregation. So whatever they ask you to do, I told them to do it. Let me say that one more time. Whatever they ask you to do or tell you to do, I told them to do it. All right? To keep us safe. Unfortunately, because of the times we, that we live in, we got some inconveniences that we have to deal with in order to keep you safe. Do not prop any doors open for convenience. Safety comes first. If that person ain't with you, don't put a rock in the door. 
you either wait at the door or you wait outside the door, but don't, don't, don't be putting rocks in the door trying to keep the door open for someone. If you sense that there is a problem, don't take matters into your hands and notify one of our frontline workers, our ushers or deacons, and we will deal with it. Let me say this. If you bring in backpacks or any other type of baggage, please know that one of our frontline workers will ask you to either allow the contents to be examined or you can leave it in the nurse's station or go back and put it in your vehicle for safety. And, and, and do know that if you look strange, Y'all laughing, I'm serious. If you look strange, if you look out of place, um, uh, we, 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 we gonna we gon be looking at you and watching you. It's 80-something degrees outside right now. Ain't no way on God's green earth you need to be wearing a, a heavy coat or a hoodie. Um... If you look squirrely, we're going to get squirrely with you. Um, but we're trying to keep you safe. We're trying to, we're trying to keep you safe. Um, you all know, of course, my armor bearers, but I have other security personnel that you don't know. And you ain't going to know. Uh, and it ain't none of your business. Um, I fly all the time. I have the slightest idea who the federal marshals are on my flight but know that there are federal marshals on my flight, and if something go down, they're jumping into action. That's how it is here. So, um, so know that we have security measures in place to uh, remove or de-escalate uh, the situation. My, my concern is for you as a congregation. And... Um, um, and I really want to stress my concern is for you as a congregation. And I want to state this emphatically. And we're going to do everything we can within um, God's providence to keep you safe and to keep you secure. Is that all right? Amen. Okay. Now, let me, uh, I want to do one more other thing. We have new disciples who have gone through CEO, and after this morning's worship experience, will have the opportunity to receive their uh, certificates and pins in the gym. And so uh, I'm going to ask that all of our new disciples that are present this morning, would you please stand so that folks can give you a major round of applause. Amen. Come on, St. Paul. Come on, St. Paul. It's good to see y'all in person rather than on a screen. Amen, amen, amen. We thank God for you. Um, after service, uh, Dr. Redman, if you would give them instructions uh, on where to go so that our intake team can uh, give them their certificates. But I am so godly proud. Thank you all so much for being present. Let's give them another round of applause as they take their seat.
they, they rolled with me for about six weeks online, and we thank God for them and for their presence. Um, as we move forward, as far as this worship experience is concerned, um, we're getting ready to do uh, a couple of things. We're getting ready to go to the Lord in prayer. And as we prepare to go to the Lord in prayer, I want you all to keep, if you would, uh, in our prayers, the family of Deacon Alfred Alexander, his mother, uh, Sister Margaret Alexander, made her transition from labor to refreshment on last week. Funeral arrangements are pending. Uh, we don't know when that will take place, but we know it will take place at the Friendship Church whenever it happens. And so we want to keep Deacon Alfred and his wife, uh, Deacon Helen uh, Alexander, in our prayers. We also want to lift up the family of Disciple Ernestine Johnson, uh, the mother of Brother Jerry Harris Jr. Her services were yesterday here at St. Paul, and the family of Sister Tatiana Robinson, stepdaughter of Disciple, step-granddaughter of Disciple uh, Lula McCullough. Her services were held Wednesday at Roseboro Mortuary here in Charlotte. Also, we want to lift up Sister Yvonne Pettis, uh, who is in Houston, um, going through significant treatment for leukemia. We know that the Lord is a healer and a keeper. We want to lift up Deacon Tina Ross, uh, Yvonne Smith, Brother Alan Thomas, Crystal Truesdale, James Young, uh, Patricia Young, uh, our Pastor Emeritus, Dr. Paul Drummond, and Lady uh, Thomasina Drummond, and lift up me, your pastor as well. Uh, I have a flight that I got to catch um, uh, real soon. And so um, I'm not going to preach this morning. Uh, Minister Jeffrey Stevenson is going to preach. For those that don't know, uh, I have responsibilities as um, a leader of Hampton University Ministers Conference. And this week I'll be moving up the food chain as far as leadership is concerned. Amen. So lift up traveling mercies and grace for me. Uh, who's leading us in prayer? All right, come on, Joshua. Come pray. Right, let's bow our heads before God. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come to you right now to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to even bring our hearts and bring our needs before you, God. God, we're just so thankful for you. God, we acknowledge that you are the God of heaven and the God of earth. You're the maker and ruler of everything, that you created everything, that you have all power in your hand. God, we know we haven't dotted every I, we know we haven't crossed every T, we know we haven't been perfect, but your grace and your mercy have still seen us through it. For that, we can say thank you. God, right now, I don't know what everyone's going through. God, we know that we live in a broken world, God. We live in a broken city. We live in a broken country, God. We may not even know what questions to ask, but we know that you are the one who holds all the answers, God. We may not have the cure for all diseases, but we know that you are the one who created our body. You are the one who heals, Lord God. Just one touch from you, and we know we can be made whole, God. So everyone on the sound of my voice, Lord God, I pray that you touch. I pray that you heal. I pray that you deliver, Lord God. Whatever we need, God, we know that you are, God. God, we're so thankful, God. Right now, in this preaching moment, Lord, I pray that you give Minister Jeffrey Stevenson preaching power, Lord God. I pray that you use him, God, to speak through him, to be able to deliver a word for us, God, that can encourage, that can help us, Lord God, to keep going another feather, even these crazy times. 
God, we give you all the praise. God, we give you all the glory. And God, we're going to trust you even right now to move on our behalf. God. It's in your precious son's Jesus' name that we pray. And that we believe it already done. We say amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise if you believe your prayers are being answered. Oh, we could do a whole lot better than that. Do a whole lot better than that. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, before we get ready to call for the offering, there are a couple of things or a couple of asks that I want to uh, implore at this time. Uh, many of you, of course, are keenly aware that I'm running for president of the General Baptist State Convention of North Carolina. And many of you have asked, what can we do to help? I've been traveling across this state from Asheville to uh, Elizabeth City and everywhere in between. Gas is high. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's almost higher than, than, than heaven. Uh, yeah, gas is high. I'm trying to treat folks with the five-star capacity that we are that we have here at St. Paul as I go across the state. And did I say gas is high? Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 high. Uh, uh, and and I could use some help. So for those that, that, that are serious about helping, helping me, um, if you're really serious, and, and I don't have this on the screen, but, but I'm going to give it to you now, you can send through Zelle um, anything to help me. I, I have a treasurer, so I don't even have direct access to these funds. I got to go through folks to, to, to um, get reimbursements. Uh, you can um, send to Zelle. Donations, D-O-N-A-T-I-O-N-S, donations at rcscott2022.org. Donations with a S at rcscott2022.org. You can zail or you can send it PayPal. Um, and if you decide you want to do PayPal, PayPal is uh, www.paypal.com, uh, and then just search for elect RCS 2022, and hopefully we can have uh, that um, better for you next week. Or if you want to send something in the mail, you can either mail it to the church and make checks payable to committee to elect Robert C. Scott. Um, and we can do this, and I can do this ask because I'm not running for a secular political office. This is religious. And uh, so before anyone leave out here talking about, we helping a political candidate, I'm running for a state convention. I ain't running for mayor or governor or president. So um, uh, we don't get in trouble with the IRS with this, okay? The other thing I want to let you know that whatever you give, it is not tax deductible, uh, but it will help. Uh, defray some of the costs and expense as I go across the state in making this run. The other thing I want to bring before you is we have partnered with the Charlotte Rescue Mission to help raise $50,000 uh, 
uh, for their new building. And of course, uh, St. Paul, we, we're going to do this and we want to do this hopefully and have that money in by September. This is home mission in a real sense. The Charlotte Rescue Mission help persons that are dealing with drug and alcohol addiction and they do a great, great work. And I want us as a church to partner with somebody in the community that's making a difference for not only our people, but all people who are dealing with this affliction. So if you want to give, you can give as far as through the website or ACS, and you will see a special section that says Charlotte Rescue Mission. You can give, and uh, we would be tracking that giving. We have raised almost $2,000 now, so we're about $48,000 away. I would love to try to have this in by uh, the first Sunday of September, uh, but we want to be a blessing to that particular ministry. So uh, please, ma'am, please, sir, help us to reach this cause. Now, as far as general giving is concerned, there are three ways you can give here at St. Paul Church. The first one is, of course, by um, mailing your check or money order to the church at uh, 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte, 28205, or you can drop off cash, check, or money order at Four five three zero nine. You can all. If you have a physical offering in the house, you can drop that physical offering in the basket on the road that is in front of you, and our count team will receive it. And so we are greatly appreciative for how you're going to be a blessing as far as the work of God is concerned. right not what's left let's go to the Lord in prayer God in the name of your son Jesus right now we come and we thank you for the wonderful opportunity to give we thank you oh God as we partner with you in the redemptive liberating transformative work of bringing your kingdom here on earth take these gifts bless them in a Godful way so that we can continue to spread your word make disciples and have a positive impact on our community it's in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray, and in his name we claim it done. Amen. Amen. If you would, for those who have fiscal offering, just drop the offering in the basket in front of you. Our account team will come and receive it. We thank God for your gifts.
As a matter of fact, somebody said I might just need to stand on my feet because there is no one like you. I've searched all over this world, all over this country, and I've come to discover that in my life that there is no one like you. God, you deserve all my praise, all my worship in this building this morning. Somebody give God praise. There is no one like you. Yeah, there's been those that have tried. Yeah, 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 some have tried, but there is no one like you. Give God your praise this morning. You do miracles, you do miracles. Somebody needs a miracle right now. There's no one like you. When death thought it had its way, there was no one like you. My God, my God. Thank you. setting the mood, setting the tone for us on this Pentecost Sunday. Let me go ahead and give a shout out to the author and finisher of my faith. I believe that we give God less than, and I don't believe that God deserves less than our best. Somebody said, if you can give a shout out to the Panthers, give a shout out to the God that has kept you this far. Out that I can give. Is there anybody that just want to give a shout out to God right now? also want to give a shout out to our pastor, the shepherd of this house, for the wisdom and the guidance that he provides to us. I know it sounds funny when you get to talking about some of the safety protocols when he says about leaving the rock in the door, but I'll be honest, there's some churches that don't take it that serious. You know why? Because they don't have a problem with guns. But I will tell you this, we do have a problem and we take safety seriously. So thank God for the shepherd of this house for making sure that the flock stays safe. Somebody should be able to stand on their feet. Give God praise for the shepherd of this house. Thank you, God. It takes wisdom to be able to stand up in front of the people and say, listen, don't do no foolish stuff in here because we're looking at you. Some folk don't like to bother with folk and saying you look fishy, but if you I call it, that's wisdom. Thank God for our pastor. And I thank God for each of you, St. Paul, for 
being with me this entire time that I have been in Charlotte. I tell everybody that I've never in my life visited St. Paul on the second week that I moved to Charlotte and joined St. Paul the same day, and I have never left. and do everything. I love St. Paul. So thank you for your continuing prayer. Before you long today, if you would, in your Bibles, turn to the book of John. John 14 and 16. And we'll read through 18. And I'd like to read from the Amplified Version, if that's all right. The Bible that Jesus preached from, the, New the King James Version. So if it's all right with somebody, I'd like to preach from the Amplified Version, uh, speak from the Amplified Version, if that's all right with you today. And it reads, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by, to be with you forever. The spirit of truth. as orphans, comfortless, bereaved, and helpless. I will come back to you. May the Lord have a blessing on the reading and the hearers of his word. I would like to use as a talking point today from this subject, help is on the way. Help is on the way. Let us turn our eyes to the hills for just a moment. Dear Heavenly Father God, we come before you right now. First of all, God, we just come before you to say thank you. Thank you for being the God of our life. Thank you for being our sustainer. Thank you for being our redeemer. God, as I stand in this pulpit, if you would just use me in your own immutable way this morning, God. Send Thank you this morning. Is on the way. of the circus. Ever since I was a kid, there is just something about 
the circus to me. I, I love everything about the circus. You could even call me crazy. I even love the smell of the circus. Somebody said, you know what that smell is, right? Yes, I do. And I still love the smell. I love everything about the circus. When I was a kid, I loved to see the big tents that went up and all the different performers that moved in. And let me tell you something. I moved to Charlotte, and, and then I discovered that they had this thing called the Soul Circus. And I tell you, if I had any hair, it blew my hair back at the time. I think I had about three pieces left. And, and I'm going to tell you, it's not just a circus, but it's called the, I'm going to say this, y'all don't judge me now, but it's called the Soul Circus. Scott, where you at? Don't, don't judge me now. That's why I can't sing on the choir. But yeah, it's called the Soul Circus. And they stress that, listen, they were playing Frankie Beverly and Mays uh, before I let go. They were playing some Biggie Smalls. They even played some Kurt Franklin's Stomp at the Soul Circus. In fact, one of my first dates with my wife was at the Soul Circus. I love the Soul Circus. The circus itself. And just before COVID took place, uh, we took our son to the circus. We took him to the Soul Circus. And, and I'm going to tell you, I don't know if he had a good time, but I know I did. I brought everything in sight. And he was only about two at the time, so he probably didn't even know what was going on. He might not even remember. But I brought him some popcorn, some cotton candy, a light-up sword, and even a stuffed animal. I tell you, St. Paul, I really love the circus. I like watching the different acts that they bring out in the circus. The dogs that can jump through hoops of fire. Elephants that can climb on each other's backs. They even have different performers at the Soul Circus from around the country, from around the world. They even had a man, listen to me, they had a man take a cinder block, place it on the stomach of another man and break it in half with a sledgehammer. I ain't never seen nothing like it in my life. But let me tell you, there is one act in particular that is my favorite and has always been my favorite, and it's called spinning plates. Have you ever heard of the spinning plates act before? If you haven't, let me explain to you what happens is a performer takes a bunch of rods and a bunch of huge plates. You know those big plates that grandma keeps in the cabinet and you only bring them out during Thanksgiving time? These spin it as fast as they can spin it. Then they take another rod and they put it down and problems come into place when the first plate starts to wobble because it starts to slow down and because the plates start to wobble, the performer has to run back and spin the plate again. Then they try to run back down to the other end and put a rod and put a plate. And then before you know it, they're running back and forth, forth and back, back and forth. themselves running back and forth back and forth forth and back spinning plates and doesn't that sound like us in our own life we find ourselves in this thing called life spinning plates spinning plates of divorce plates of anxiety plates of depression Plates of lost jobs, plates of more bills than money, plates of workplace microaggressions, 
plates of sending our kids to school not knowing if they're going to come back home. Plates of marital issues, plates of church issues, plates of COVID deniers, plates of gas prices, plates of inflation costs, plates of student loan debt, plates of family issues, plates of people asking folks, when are you going to have children, only not to know that they've lost three kids to miscarriages in the past two years. And every time you mention it, it's a dagger to their heart. We find ourselves in this thing called life and we're consistently running back and forth, spinning plates. Worrying about an upcoming election if we're going to go backwards instead of forward. Spinning plates. We can't even sleep at night because we are spinning so many plates that our minds just won't stop. Jesus says, take no thought for your life, but how can I take no thought for my own life when all I'm doing is spinning plates? As a matter of fact, there are some in the house right now that can't even enjoy the sermon because their minds are racing. They're spinning plates right now. It's the first of the month and rent is due by the 15th. And they don't have a dollar to their name. They're spinning plates. Because if one of the plates fall, might find ourselves without a roof over our head. Might find the repo man in the driveway. A divorce notice in the mail. A pink slip on the desk, and I don't even think they give pink slips not no more. I think they just come with a security guard and give you one of them little small boxes and just walk you out. Make sure you don't cause no trouble. How do we handle the plates in our life? But it's interesting because, because such is the case in our text this morning. In the preceding chapter, in chapter 13, the disciples find themselves in the upper room with Jesus on what will become known as the Last Supper. It is here that Jesus gives his final promises to his friends, though it is of comfort and guidance. Can you imagine what is going through their minds? The fear of anxiety fills the room as Jesus tells them that the time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified and that I'm only here with you for a little while. Peter is confused as to where Jesus is going. Judas is already plotting. Thomas is asking how can they know the way. Philip wants to be shown the way. They are all scared and confused. The plates in their minds are spinning out of control. The one that they have eaten with, watch feed 5,000 men plus women and children on a church anniversary with two pieces of tilapia and five slices of marita bread. Seen him give sight to the blind, been in the presence of when humanity thought that death had taken over, that he raised Lazarus, and now taught them on mountains, calm raging seas for three years. They have followed and watched miracle after miracle. Now he sits down with them to announce, listen, fellas, I'm packing it in. 
time for me to go. Can you imagine the confusion in the room when you read the 13th chapter? You can sense the grip of fear in their responses. They have found themselves spinning plates. Plates of darkness, plates of doubt, plates of a slain savior, plates of what did we get ourselves into, plates of confusion. You can almost see their eyes as it runs back and forth against the table, looking at each other, trying to figure out what are we going to do now. But I'm not here to be a pessimistic preacher for you this morning. No, 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 I'm not. I, I'm, I'm here with the word of hope. I'm here with a word of encouragement to those who find themselves constantly spinning plates. Because in our text this morning, Jesus offers a hope for them and for us as we find ourselves spinning, hope, spinning plates in this life. He gives them reassurance that even though he is leaving, he is sending them someone. He gives them this assurance that he will leave a comforter. And that's good news for us in this text. Because while we are spinning plates, God says, listen, help is on the way. It is the Holy Spirit that I will leave with you to be an advocate in your time of trouble. A comforter when you need comforting. An intercessor on your behalf. And a counselor when you need a friend to talk to. And if you don't mind this morning, I would like to help somebody to put down their plates. Is there anybody in the room that's just excited to know that help is on the way? The question that I have for you as I make my way to the body of this message is this. You saying all that. Stop spinning plates. And I'm glad you asked because it's a good question. I believe it came from the first row. The first thing we have to understand is that the Holy Spirit is an active helper in our life. Let me say that again because I think somebody needs to hear that. The Holy Spirit is not far off. The Holy Spirit is an active helper in your life. In verse 16, Jesus said, I will ask to the Father and he will provide for you another helper. Jesus uses this term helper to refer to the Holy Spirit four times in his farewell conversation with the disciples. Jesus uses this term uh, uh, in the Greek called parakletos, uh, which can be translated to someone who will be alongside you to help. The helper is there as said to be an advocate, a counselor, a comforter, and even an intercessor on your behalf. In ancient times, they used this word in the context of a legal construct. It was referred to someone who was a counsel for the defense. They would literally plead your case. But I like the way the amplified version puts it. Because it says it's this way. One who is ready to stand by who will help us with everything that is needed. And I don't know about you this morning, but I can use all the help that I can get. But, but if I could be transparent for a moment with you this morning, 
There have been times in my life where I have felt that the plates that I have been spinning have become too much. And if one more thing gets thrown at me, I just might throw in the towel. Is there anybody in here that can declare right now there's just been too much that's been going on at times in my life and I've just felt like giving up? Have you ever felt that life has beat you down to the point if another person turn, don't put a signal light on in front of me, they might get a finger put out the window. And I'm not talking about a peace sign. If I come home from work one more time, wash the dishes, and you put another dish in this sink, I'm throwing all the dishes in the house away. You're just going to eat out your hands. Have you found yourself at the breaking point in life where just one more thing might set you off? Everybody on the job might catch it from the parking lot. Matter of fact, you might just catch me in the elevator on the way going down. But watch this. Because I like this amplified version because... It says, one who consistently stands by us and is ready to take part in everything that his help is needed in. In other words, whatever you have been going through in your life, the Holy Spirit is right there. Somebody just say, my help is on the way. Help to put away those words you were just about to say. Help you to put that finger back down. Help you so you don't have to spin those plates in your life. The Holy Spirit is there to be a plate spinner so you can sleep at night. That's not to say that you don't have to put in some work. There is peace in knowing, though, that I don't have to carry this all by myself. But what it does require is that you tap into the relationship of the Holy Spirit. And I like the way Jesus does in this scripture. Let, let me kind of point this. I like what he does because he says another helper. And we run by that word another too quickly. Because by the wording of another, Jesus is saying that Jesus also was an advocate. Jesus and the Spirit have similar functions. Jesus and the Spirit both come from the Father and are sent into the world. Jesus communicates what he has received from the Father, and the Spirit declares to us what has been received from Jesus. Both bear witness to the truth and expose the sin of this world. Jesus also tells us later that the world would have the same reaction to the spirit that it had to him. The world will refuse to recognize and receive the spirit just as it did him. The spirit is not another Jesus. Let me clarify that. So Y'all don't say he said the spirit and Jesus is all the same. I ain't say that. Listen to what I said. I said the spirit is not another Jesus. Because the, the spirit will never become flesh and die for your sins. Jesus already took care of that. That work is done. But rather, the Spirit is a continuation of the life and ministry of Jesus. Need someone to talk to? Tap into the Spirit. 
need guidance in this crazy world, tap into the spirit. Cried your last tear to the point that you can't even cry anymore. That's all right because the spirit is an intercessor. Dealing with crazy folks, don't worry. The spirit is a counselor before you start to cuss. Whatever you need, Jesus has given you someone that will be right by your side and not just as an onlooker like some of your friends who will watch you fail. No, the spirit is here to help and guide and is an active participant participant in your life. Help is on the way. Understand that though when Jesus goes to the Father, he is not going to the Father simply to aid you in your own plans and schemes. Got to be clear about that. We must be servants to the plans and will of God. That means stop praying to Jesus. That means stop praying to Jesus to go to the Father with your own wishes, but rather be tapped into the Spirit, and then the Spirit teaches you how to pray and what to pray for. The Father waits for the Son to ask. The Son waits until he sees the people are ready to receive. In other words, the Helper is an active in the prayer of the believer to help guide you to the truth of this life that God has for your life. Not sure if that new car sounds right that you need to buy? Tap into the spirit. Not sure if that new bay that you've been with? Well, sounds like you might already need to tap into the spirit. Listen, listen. The reason we find ourselves oftentimes spinning so many plates is because we have not tapped into the activity of the spirit in your life. If you need help, whether to decide if this is just some foolishness, that means you might need to tap into the spirit. Is there anybody in here that knows and recognizes that when I tap into the spirit, then God can lead and guide me into the direction that God has for my life, not for my own mess. And too many times, too many times we're spinning plates of stuff we shouldn't even be spinning. Going through stuff we shouldn't be going through. The reason why is because you have not tapped into the spirit. But this text also helps us to understand that the Holy Spirit is permanent. And that's good news for a believer. The Holy Spirit is a permanent helper. In verse 16, Jesus says, the Spirit will be with you forever. In other words, the Spirit is in this thing for the long haul. And I've had some fickle friends over the past few years, and I can tell you that they ain't make it for the long haul. And I don't know about you in your own life, but I'm pretty sure if you can think back, you found some people that you can think of that you thought were going to be there to the end, and now they won't even answer a text. But the Holy Spirit is in for the long haul. And that's good news for us on this Pentecost Sunday. Because it is on this Sunday that we celebrate the outpouring of the Spirit after Jesus' ascension. In other words, what Jesus promised the disciples in this upper room came to pass. And the Bible says in the book of Acts that it came like a mighty rushing wind and filled the whole house. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know how that feels, but I'm going to tell you, my grandma just put it this way. It just feels like fire. Shut up in my bones. 
Jesus says here to his disciples, listen, this helper will not be with you just for three and a half years like me. But rather, this helper will be with you permanently. This spirit will not be with you until you get your stuff together and then you can pull yourself up by yourself. Nope, this Holy Spirit will be with you until the end. This is a permanent situation. This Holy Spirit will not kick you out when you turn 18 with a luggage rack beside saying, it's time to go. No, the Holy Spirit is not going to leave you like some of your friends and your family. No, Jesus says that this Holy Spirit is as permanent as long as you are in me, then the Holy Spirit is in you. You have a 24-7, 365 comforter who will be counseling you, praying and leading you to the righteousness and understanding. And that's good news for folk like me who like to spin plates. Because that means that once I have turned over my plate, spirit, spirit, see you later. The Holy Spirit is permanent. Now, in the Old Testament, did with Saul, but this spirit in the New Testament is with you through every trial that you face, every heartache that you deal with. And if you are listening this morning, Sister Pettis, the Holy Spirit is even with you in Texas. I stay in Charlotte. Is with you wherever that you go. And that's a blessing to know that Jesus has given me a lifetime helper. like orphans because the spirit of power this is our source of happiness because the spirit is with you clap and a shout for somebody to know that I've got a helper that stays right by me a friend that's close When the disciples went out into this world after Jesus was crucified and raised and left, they could rely because the same spirit that was poured out in Acts is the same You can't outrun it, can't outgrow it, can't move past it. As long as you're connected with Jesus, you are connected to the Spirit. And as a matter of fact, it is the Spirit who makes the presence of the living Jesus and the Father known to this world. What are you saying, preacher? Well, this is the conundrum for many people who aren't Christians. Because they can't see the Spirit so they question the authenticity of the spirit. But how many of you know that coming to the faith is like falling in love? 
One cannot fall in love in the abstract. Love comes from an encounter with another person. The same is true of our faith. If this faith is a relationship with the living Christ and the living God who sent him, then faith can only come from an encounter with him, and therefore it is the spirit that makes the present known to each of us. It was the spirit that guided the disciples to be able to deliver the message for the crucifixion to a world that was lost. It is the spirit that empowers St. Paul to convince the unconvinced to be convinced and make disciples. And I don't know who needs to hear this, but you've been struggling in your life. But guess what? You have a permanent helper right here waiting to be tapped into for help. Somebody's spouse just won't do right. And you don't know what to do and where to go at this point in your life. But you have a permanent helper tapped into the spirit dealing with crazy kids that just won't act right. That's all right. Tap into the permanent helper that you have for guidance. Help might mean signing some divorce papers and getting a therapist. Help might mean going to see a doctor because everything been swollen and you've been putting it off. But what the Holy Spirit does say, nope, it's time to make the appointment. Somebody say tap into the Holy Spirit. Stop saying crazy mess, talking about too blessed to be stressed. Because there are times in your life that in order to get the help, you have to face reality and allow the Spirit to lead you to a counselor. It might be a counselor, a good counselor, a good therapist, or some good medicine. Am I preaching? Is anybody in here know that you can just tap into the Spirit? Somebody say, I'm tapping into the Spirit. Because putting your head in the sand ain't faith, that's foolishness. And we have to learn to know the difference between faith and foolishness. Your permanent helper can take stress away. Once you learn to tap into the Holy Spirit, somebody, when you leave here today, think about all the stuff. You can just hit the dashboard. Say, I'm just going to tap into the Spirit. They about cutting me off. I'm about to say some words. Pull out the book, turn to the 33rd chapter, and I ain't talking about the good book, and read them a whole chapter. Let me tap into the Spirit. I, there's just times in your life. That this permanent helper. And I don't know what you've been going through. But somebody should just declare right now, I've cried my last tear on yesterday. I'm turning this thing over to my helper and saying, helper, I need some help. Somebody just say, my help is on the way. And I don't know about you, but I could feel my helper in here this morning. Because at the end of the text, Jesus says, peace, I leave with you. My perfect peace with you, not as the world gives it, but let not your heart be troubled. In other words, this peace that I leave with you is not peace that runs from trouble, but peace that stands in the face of trouble. The helper that I leave with you is going to guide you through all things that I had to overcome. 
peace. My peace offers a helpmate. The world's peace doesn't offer you anything. My peace comes with a helpmate. When everything seems lost, you can smile knowing that you're not alone. Somebody declare right now, I've got a helpmate. My help is on the way. This peace is not like the peace the world gives and takes away. No, this peace is not is the kind of peace that when the economy is in disarray, when the stock market is looking crazy, when you're still dealing with racial divide after all this time, when friends and family members are few, this peace says that I'm going to stay right where I am. I can still sit here with my arms crossed, look straight into the face and say, guess what? Bring it on, trouble. I got help on this thing here. Come on here, somebody. There's times that you may have to cry out. Father, I stretch my hands to thee. No other help I know, but if thou withdraw, whether shall I go? But you don't have to worry because you have a helper. You have a helper and we serve a living God. And I'm not talking about those folk who think they know. And this is a declarative statement. You're not to show enough know that my help is on the way. You can't think about it, can't be imagining it. You have to know that you know that you know that my help is on the way. That I can look to the hills. That in the times of trouble, that I can be, that you can hide me. And I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know what you're going through this morning. But I don't know what place you've been spinning. But it's time to put the plates down. Somebody said, I've been up all night crying. Somebody said, I don't even know where to go at this point. But I declare that this verse is for us this morning. As we look around this world and we see the craziness that is happening. What a time. What a time that we live in. But Jesus does the same thing for us. That he did for them. He says, I'm not leaving you alone. And that's good news for somebody this morning. Because you thought you were in this thing all by yourself. I ain't got no family. I ain't got no friends. The ones I got crazy. I don't want to talk to them anyway. I can't even tell them my problems because all they got is all their problems. Just wanting to tell them that my toe was hurting. They start talking about all the stuff they got going on. I called you. You ain't called me. I just wanted to tell you that my toes hurt. And yet, Jesus says, outside of all of that, I've left you someone. I've left you a helper. And this morning, I just need each of you to cry out in your own way. My help is on the way.
Come on, you ought to be standing to your feet all over this building because help is on the way. Oh, I love it. Help is on the way. We've been looking around and we've been trying to figure it out. We've been trying to figure out how am I going to get through this? But the preacher just told us that help is on the way. Does anybody believe that this morning? Oh, come on. Do you believe that? Do you believe it? Do you feel it in the building right now? I feel, I feel God in the building right now. Come on, I feel God in the building. I feel God moving up and down every aisle. I feel God moving up and down your seat. He's coming down your row. Oh, come on in here. Help is on the way. Aren't you tired of going through situations by yourself? Aren't you tired of trying to figure it out on your own? Well, I've got some good news. The preacher just told us that help is on the way. Help is on the way. To God we give the glory. Help is on the way. I got help now. I don't have to figure it out by myself. I've got help now. Oh, my marriage is going bad, but I've got some help now. I've got some health issues, but that's okay because help is on the way. Hallelujah. Don't you tell me that you can't be diagnosed with any kind of sickness and God not be in the midst of it. I am a living witness that the doctor can tell you whatever they want to tell you, but alongside of what the doctor says, God says, I'm with you. I'm with you. God, I'm with you. Help is on the way. Hallelujah. To God, we give the glory. To God, we give the glory. I don't know how you feel this morning, but my heart is lifted. My heart is lifted. I'm encouraged. Hallelujah. When I start thinking about... Oh, thank you, Jesus. When I start thinking about things in my own life that I haven't told anybody about, thank you, preacher. Thank you, preacher, for reminding me that I'm not going through this all by myself. That help is on the way. Hallelujah. That's an affirmative. Help is on the way. There's some more of you are here today. And you heard this word and you're encouraged by the word. You're encouraged today by the word. Anybody encouraged? Anybody encouraged? I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. In the balcony, are you encouraged this morning? Are you encouraged? Come on, give God some praise up there. Come on, come on, give God some praise. Those of you here on the floor, are you encouraged this morning? Don't you feel better? I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. Regardless of whatever we're facing, help is on the way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank God for the word, that word that has come to encourage us, to lift us, and to show us that we are not by ourselves. Now, brothers and sisters, as we are here in this room, I want to open up the doors of the church because there are some individuals in this room today who have not accepted Jesus Christ 
as Lord and Savior of your life. That's the first thing we got to do. <laughs> we got to accept Jesus into our hearts. We got to accept Jesus. And he said, when you accept me, then I got some more help. <laughs> Isn't that the way? Isn't that how it works? Accept Jesus Christ as first in your life. When you do that, things begin to work out in your life a little bit better. So with your eyes closed and your heads bowed, I want to open the doors of the church and I want to say to someone, I want to ask someone, have you ever accepted Jesus Christ as first in your life? Don't lift your, don't lift your heads up. Keep your heads bowed. Oh, keep your eyes closed because I don't want, I don't want the enemy to try to come in and interrupt the moment because there are some people in here that say they need the help. But they got to accept Jesus Christ into their heart. They want to start. They want to get on the winning side. They are tired. They are tired of failing in areas. And so they want to accept Jesus Christ. If you've never been baptized, but you say, preacher, I need to be baptized, then I offer baptism to you today. If you've never been baptized, I want you to come down here today right now because you can be baptized. You can be baptized. You can start a new relationship with Jesus Christ and watch how God begins to turn things a lot around in your life. So I offer baptism to you today. Maybe you are here today. You say, you know what, preacher? I've already been baptized, but I don't have a church home. Well, I offer St. Paul to you, to you this morning. I offer that you come here on your Christian experience. Come on, say, look, I've been going all over Charlotte. I've been trying, I've been searching for a place that I can call home. Well, I want you to know that St. Paul is a great church. We have a great pastor. We have great leadership here. This is a place where you can grow up in your faith. We have good Bible study, good Sunday school, a place where you can feed on the word all week long. We've got something for you. If you're here, you've never accepted the Lord oh, in your life, I invite you to come to receive him by baptism. If you've accepted him, oh, I see you coming. 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 Hallelujah. I see you coming. I see you coming. Come on and stand right here. Come on. There's some more of you here. I feel it and I sense it in the building. You've gone all over Charlotte. You are tired of going all over Charlotte, going eating from everybody's table. Come on. I see you. I see you. I see you coming. I see you coming. There's some more of you all to come. Some more of you all to come this morning. Come from wherever you are. Come from wherever you are. And you know what I love about this? You don't have to dress up. You don't have to dress up to come to St. Paul. You come just as you are. I want you to know that when I came to the church, I came toe up from the floor up. I was crying. I was beat up. But don't you know that they didn't turn me away? Hallelujah. If you are here today, if you are here today, you don't know Jesus, but you want to get to know him and you want to get to know him through baptism, we invite you to come. If you are here, you've already been baptized, you don't have a church home, but you need a church home, we invite you to come here as well. Come on, come on, come on, come on, we invite you to come. Come on, come on this morning. Come on, you've been trying.
trying, you've been looking us out. You've been checking us out. That's all right. Continue to check us out. And listen, I have another invitation. If you're here today, and I say, you know, you're just here in Charlotte for just a little while. You have a church somewhere else in another city, another state, but you want to join on Watch Care. You can come and join that way as well. Come on this morning. Come on and join on Watch Care. If you're here from the military, your own type of job assignment, and you need a place to call home while you're here, you can join us on Watch Care. I invite you to come just as you are. Hallelujah. Come on, listen, my brothers and my sisters, you ought to be giving God some praise in here. Come with to us today. To better than that. Let's give God some praise. I don't want to close this. To know. way that the Lord leads you today, our church doors swing open for you today. Our church door, doors are open on welcome, what we call welcome hinges. That's what we call it in South Carolina. That's where I'm from originally. That We say they're on welcome hinges. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Jeffrey. <laughs> you South Carolina folk, y'all know what we're talking about. Praise the Lord. I see you waving your hand. To God we give the glory. We're so excited because of our brothers and our sisters who have come. And we're going to say to you, listen, we're excited that you have decided to make St. Paul your church home. Your brothers and sisters are all out there. Come on, let's give God some praise. These are your brothers and sisters. I'm going to send you um, with our disciples here. They're going to take you in the back. They're going to get some more information from you. But as you are walking, following Miss Marilyn White, we want you all to praise God like you are at the Panthers game and they are winning. Come on, listen, you are on the winning side. To God we give the glory. To God we give the glory. Come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that. To God, we give the glory. Oh, great things God is doing, and he's doing it right now. You may have your seats now in the presence of the Lord. Have you been blessed? Come on, come on. Have you been blessed? I need to know where the people are that say that they've been blessed. You've been blessed because, come on, you've been blessed by the word. Come on, come on, come on. Let's thank the Lord for Minister Jeffrey Stevenson. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. I don't know about you, but this is a great time within our worship experience where we can not only thank the Lord, but this is the time where we can come together. I'm going to ask our deacons to come forward. This is our communion time. This is where, this is supper time. <laughs> it is supper time. Amen. Amen. This is the time within our worship experience where we share in Holy Communion. I'm delighted, my brothers and my sisters, that you are here. And um, I want to ask you, I want to ask you all, have you all received your elements? Has everyone received your elements? We want 
to make sure, okay, okay. If you haven't received an element, we will make sure that you get a communion, your communion elements. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anybody else up there in the balcony? I see some people down here on the floor. Got some hands raised down here. We want to make sure that everyone has communion elements. This is a beautiful, beautiful time in our worship service. I love this portion of our worship service. This is the time where we can celebrate what Jesus Christ did for us more than 2,000 years ago. How many of us know what he did? He went to the cross. He died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. And you know what? This is the time where we celebrate exactly what Jesus Christ did for us. Want to make sure that all the preachers, y'all got, you got your elements. Amen, amen, amen. To God we give the glory. is in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Lord, we come before you with glad hearts. Our hearts are glad because of this moment. Because this is the moment, oh God, that we remember what Jesus Christ did for us more than 2,000 years ago. Thank you. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for allowing him to take our punishment. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross and taking on the whips and even taking the beatings on our behalf. But God, here we are. We ask, oh God, that here we are in this communion moment. We ask that you bless our elements, bless this bread that we will receive today as representation of the body of Jesus that was given for us and God, we ask that you bless this juice, consecrate it now. Consecrate this juice because it represents the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And so God, as you consecrate, as we bless these elements, God, we pray that we receive these elements today and we receive it with power, we receive it with anointing, and we receive it remembering what Jesus Christ did for us. We pray this prayer, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, the Bible says that he took a loaf of bread he blessed it and he broke it. He said to them, take, eat all of it because this is my body I am given for you. Let us eat together.
up for deacons who are helpers. <laughs> but then he also, he took the cup. He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. He said, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Let us drink together. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Now the deacons are going to be coming by to receive the elements. Is that correct? They're not. They're just, they're going to give them away. I said, I'm sorry. You will take these. There's a disposal at the door. Brothers and sisters, we want you as you leave here today to take these elements and put them in the disposal at the door. Have you all been blessed? Oh, come on here. Don't fool me now. Have you all been blessed today? Did Jeffrey Stevenson, Minister Jeffrey Stevenson, not bless our hearts today? Come on, come on, come on. To God we give the glory. Come on, I need you to stand all over this building. But as we're standing, I want to remind us, Pastor has already announced, that we're going to have a health fair this coming Saturday. The health fair is going to be in the Ray of Hope, Kepro Cares, Community Health Fair. We're going to be doing COVID-19 vaccinations. Community resources will be available. Diabetes education, blood pressure checks, giveaways, kids activities. And I am delighted to say that there is a representative. She was not here earlier, but she is here now. I am told a representative from Kepro, and I want her to wave her hand if she can kind of step out. Uh, her name is Lauren. Is she here? Is she here? Okay. Is she upstairs? In the balcony? Oh, outside, outside. Okay, I see you waving at me. Okay, she's got some flyers for you all when you leave out the door. Would you put your hands together for her? Praise the Lord. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. And we are going to support this health fair this coming Saturday. Amen. Amen. It starts at 10 a.m. in the Ray of Hope. To God we give the glory. Great things he has done today. Come on and put your hands together because we've had a wonderful, wonderful worship experience today. Thank God for our pastor. He is getting on an airplane in just a few But I do believe that there is a closing song that... Going to go out the doors, um, the, the doors, any of the doors that are available. Father, we love you. We thank you. Thank you, Father, for our worship experience today. God, we thank you for the preach word. We thank you for Minister Jeffrey Stevenson. We thank you, oh God, that you put that word in his belly today. And God, he delivered it to us. We thank you, Father, for him. We pray, oh God, that you will renew him, refresh him. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you keep him safe today. Because the enemy knows how to come in and cause havoc. But God, thank you for your protection. 
protective hand that is upon him and upon his family. God, thank you in the name of Jesus for every person that is here. Thank you for them, oh God. And God, as we leave this place today, we pray, oh God, that when we arrive home, that we will find that all is well. Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before his presence with exceeding great joy to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and dominion, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. I close the selection. are in the ray of hope at this time. Yes, please, we may go in peace today. New disciples, please meet Miss Marilyn White over here. She's standing over here by the door, over here on the edge. New